0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt and Jake here, and we appreciate you stopping by today to uh, take a listen. We've kind of been away from the mic for a little while. So, Jake, how you been? I've been swell. have been swell. So, is that what the kids say today? So, i don't know what the kids about, say about their muscles or something <laughs> oh, yes yeah, so, yeah i've been swole, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know so huh, all right so jake's <laughs> been working out i can tell so been pumping some iron that's it mm-hmm. so but uh, life has gotten really busy and i'm sure you can relate um to that and um life is slowing down a little bit um So but anyway, we're glad that you're here. And uh, we we would ask you to go to our website. Uh, You can find it if you just Google Sabbath Lounge. If you Google type in it's Yahushua or Sabbath Lounge, it will take you to the site where you can find links to about us, what we do, the Torah portions, uh, some family and friends, our podcast, Facebook, all kinds of stuff. So, um, but but we do appreciate if you take a a look at these things and share this with friends, comment, like, subscribe, all of those things. And we do appreciate your your time because your time is pretty much your most valuable commodity. Yeah. So you can't make more of it. You can't sell it. You can't buy it. So you can't have these seconds back that I just wasted either. No. And They're gone. <laughs> they continue to take away. <laughs> yes, yes. So we'll get right to it, uh, thinking about um, our time here today. And so we started working on the gospel story is told in the feast. So the gospel story is told in the feast. And so... What does Jake, that mean, Matt? Well, we didn't even talk about it, but what would you say the little banner at the top that I put together and have a gap in it but it's okay
1: it looks like uh feast representations it looks like you got a lamb there and then a uh a matzot there and some fruit probably yep. barley mm-hmm. barley fruit and then it looks like some sort of mountaintop experience and some horn blowing and uh that, is that one uh, angels and demons is that what that one next one is y- yes uh, and tom hanks no then, wait No, and then tenting mm-hmm. so if you can decipher what all those things have to do with the gospel story and <laughs> then, yeah. then uh,
0: you <laughs> should be doing a video and not us <laughs> yeah and by the way camping is in tents. it is so I saw that on a sticker, and, downed, <laughs> and that my daughter has. Thought it was pretty funny. I thought about that all week. So um, I don't know. Is this going to show up there? Maybe that minimized it. So um, you got to act like we know what we're doing, man. I know. All right. So here we are. So the gospel story and the feast. So when we take a look at these feasts, what are the,
1: what are the feasts? Let's start there that will right. help us, I think Yes,
0: and so um, And by the way, we do have to cl- give a disclaimer You know, we're not claiming to be experts We're just a couple of guys who are checking this out And um, we're not Hebrew Torah scholars uh, Although we do like to study But, um, you know, we, we say don't take our word for it Do your own Search homework. scriptures and, uh, and and research it. Yeah. So, but the the f- traditionally accepted seven feasts, and some people break this into spring and fall feasts. But the spring feast, Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, First Fruits, Shavuot, which we just finished, uh, Shavuot pretty recently for mm-hmm. most people, and the count cal- depending on the calendar they're following. And then the fall feasts are Trumpets, Atonement, Sukkot. And so there are sometimes different spellings of Sukkot. Um, So we'll start with, you know, so how, let me back up a little bit. So we kind of started with this with, um, I don't know what you're supposed to do there. Yeah, is thinking about Torah apologetics and how could you maybe start talking to other people um about what we do by telling them the salvation story that's told through the feast right and so that's kind of kind of i think most people would uh
1: most uh new testament believers um tend to understand that the feasts were a shadow of messiah but how they may not understand because that's not really something that the church teaches too much, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but they sure do have that that verse that they're a shadow of Messiah. They have that, knowing. Yeah. So and that so we show them how.
0: Yep. So we're going to kind of break down each one, and starting with the Passover. So at Passover, in essence, well, the, the this is the whole. The, I'm sorry, I, I said this wrong, but this is all of them put together. So in essence, you could say this salvation story of all the feasts so if somebody asked me why do i celebrate the feast some version of this i think is what you could say or what i could say yeah like what's the meaning of the feast yeah why do you do the feast um you know these jewish feasts and and in essence what what they're saying is that we're saved by the blood that causes us to cleanse our temples from babylon we offer ourselves as an offering as we meet the Father in his dwelling place as as we listen to his voice. We announce and proclaim the king. When the king returns, we will be found worthy of being in his house by the atonement of his blood. And that's kind of all seven feast wrapped up in a few sentences. Right. And feel free to break that <clears throat> apart and... You know, if, if there's something that's that's not right or off in there, please let me know. But, uh, but I do think it's something you could kind of take and make your own and, um, and be able to tell this in, in a way that makes sense to you. But I just I challenge you to think about it. Yeah, and, and we're going to
1: go through and show where each one of these kind of comes from. And uh, uh, and point being, you know, you, if you're going to tell that the feasts – represent the
0: gospel you need to know what the gospel is and you need to know what the feasts are yeah yeah that's true and so the first one is passover so jake what is what what did we learn about this one
1: so uh passover i mean when you smush the words together there and call it one word passover uh, it makes it a little harder to see that it's pass over (laughs) but it's that simple Mm -hmm. to cross over to leap Mm mm-hmm We also saw that it is to limp, possibly, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is interesting. And tell what you were thinking on that.
0: Well, I I said, you know, the father, uh, he jumps and leaps and man limps. And so an example of that is uh, Jacob or a.k.a. Israel. Right. And so he um, and interesting enough, he had two names and one would be, you know, Israel would be connected one who struggles but he, you know it's, it's kind of an interesting concept that he had these two names and that that even just this word passover has these two different meanings uh, and he seemed to kind of uh, exemplify that he kind of with both of them mm-hmm, at different times in his life and sometimes he was called jacob and sometimes he was called israel yeah <laughs> so kind of interesting something to think about chew on. So when you break down the paleo, and and so the paleo, as we discovered, it kind of depends on where you look, on what people say. So we're, we know that, that there are some things here that, yeah, if you want to pick this apart, I'm sure you can. I'm sure that you could find different symbols for these words. Right. But... Um, but like we said, I encourage you to check it out, research it, and see where it takes you. And so, so this we is what we've found, yeah, we found that uh, s- some of these are pretty consistent uh, with uh, with these letters. So, so Jake, what does this say here? So you got the K. I guess we're going
1: right to left here, uh, which is a mouth, or it could mean speak. Um, and then you have the sin, which is a thorn, and sin always being Lord represented staff. by thorns, right? Uh, um, and then uh, the tent or uh, wall, tent wall. So <clears throat> this is a an idea of um, speaking, right? Uh, speaking, uh, uh, coming over the wall to. Uh, uh, to overcome your sins Basically
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good And the division that is between us and the Father Right Yeah. So it, it is Interesting to take a look at the Paleo And in a lot of um, A lot of ways There's there's a lot of meaning that can be Attained by looking at these simple Symbols and um, Anything else You were going to say there? Nope and so and one way to think about it as Yahuwah or Yahweh left uh, over the homes the night of the Passover, all the work was on the Father as he dispensed justice and mercy at the same time. He was merciful to those that had faith with action. So Jake, were they saved if they just said a little prayer and said, you know, I just, I just want Passover mm-hmm. in my heart? Did that, that save them?
1: uh i don't think so i don't find that scripture there was a me part where they had to do the action or find someone that was doing the action and join them so there was an action you have to uh receive the gift right Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah and it's interesting because this kind of concept definitely was not taught in in how i grew the faith tradition that i grew up you know that um this was a work you know is how a lot of people would see this as they worked their salvation like no not really they just were obedient
1: yeah they didn't earn it but there was a burden that it, it was a light burden mm-hmm. but it was a burden like yeshua says <clears throat> yeah
0: um so yeah they and and so this next sense i want you to to read it and i want you to be thinking about how is this like the wedding okay
1: i will think about that as i read (laughs) the application of the blood on the gateway or the door to their home kept them safe so too will it be in the end times when yahweh is looking to see who has his mark versus the mark of the beast
0: so while you continue to think about the wedding and you know we, we hear so much talk uh, in the world about the mark of the beast and everyone is so afraid of all these things and and um and and yeah there's there's a i guess a little part of me that you you do need to understand you know that there that concept exists but so many times we focus way more on what the enemy does than focusing on the true mark that we need to be worried about
1: right right and uh, we know that that says that the mark of yahweh is sabbath Mm -hmm.
0: and the feasts Mm -hmm. yeah and so if you're keeping those things you know you you're marked and and that's the blood on your doorpost so Jake, do you remember any of the wedding talk that we've done before? And I would encourage you to go check out things like Michael Omen and his discussion about the wedding is just fantastic. And we have an interview with Michael and uh, we do like to plug um, that concept because as you study Torah, the more and more you see this is a wedding love story all the way through. So, um do you remember anything about the wedding in this particular scripture? This would be the groom. Uh,
1: this sounds like a uh, well. There's there's a couple different things that uh, the, the door signifies in the wedding feast. There's at the beginning uh, he uh, goes to the the betrothed's house to be betrothed, betrothed house. And he knocks on the door. And if they let him in mm-hmm. to have this, this meal, then, uh, that's kind of initiating the betrothal. <laughs> and then there's, uh, but there is a, also a door opening at the end. Um, and, uh, that has more to do with, you know, the, the
0: blood on the door. Situation. Well, I think both of them do for sure. So it's kind of interesting um, thinking about it in those terms for sure. Because the 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 first time, um, you you know, the the blood on the doorpost basically acknowledges that uh, you know that it is kind of opposite. Because in this case, the blood on the doorpost is like a closed door, and meaning that they're protected and safe. Mm -hmm. Um, because they are covered by the blood. Um, But it means that they all, that they're also inviting him in, they've invited him in. And uh, so I guess it depends on how you looked at it, because you could look at it as the angel of death or whatever you want to call that comes in and he can't touch these homes, maybe because literally the father is dwelling with them in that structure
1: right well the lamb that is yahweh's salvation Mm -hmm. is is there so yeah yahweh yahweh's presence of salvation is
0: with them yeah and and i think too you know check that out and study that wedding business and the wedding language and the wedding talk and kind of see where it goes and i think it'll unlock a lot of a lot more of the gospel story to you than you've ever seen before anything Mm -hmm. else you wanted to say there
1: uh just uh exodus 31 shows that uh um sabbath has his sign mm-hmm. is one of the places mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. if people needed a reference
0: yeah so there we go to the feast of the unleavened bread and so in essence what we're saying is we're cleansing our temples of the leaven that's in hidden in our hearts um And this causes regeneration and resurrection and purity. So, and then the paleo, as you break it down, basically can mean by the man that mens or connects joins a signet ring. What does all this mean, Jake? Uh, That's a good question, Matt. (laughs) So, um,
1: there is a... Essentially, this is about... the repentance part of salvation, I think of the gospel. Right, mm-hmm. is um, you have to look inside yourself and see this leaven that has is growing, and you have to get rid of it. But as you see at the end, by the man that mends or connects to joins this signet ring, it's it's you are made pure, and by getting that seed out, and the only way to do that is through Yeshua. Mm-hmm. He's the one that uh, can expel that seed because of you know you have to repent, but he expels that
0: that leavened seed mm-hmm. in your heart. yeah, and he is the man that the signet ring indicates kingship, royalty, right. and uh, he's got that authority. so the the man with authority, who is able to mend the relationship connect the relationship restore it bring it back to you know because it's all pointing back to what we see in Genesis where Adam and Eve where Adam had that Adam and Eve had that relationships where they walked and talked with 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 uh, the father in the garden together and um, and that's the kind of thing he's wanting and we have the sin that separates us and but as you were talking you know you you're mentioning there's this me part there's always this me part and so this is not a passive this is a actively engaging you know it's just like all those scriptures that we learned about um about your mind and about um, taking every thought captive, and and um, that it's an ongoing process. That's not. And there's not a. There's not the passivity. I guess that some people want to and have traditionally proclaimed. It, you yeah. know, That uh, there's. There's just not. I don't think it exists. Yeah, there. I think uh, this being a
1: a link to Torah apologetics. I think. And one of the big things that we talk about with that is, you know, defining your terms and being on the same page with people that you're talking to. And I see that idea of repentance just gets whitewashed. And Mm -hmm. I I think there has to be a, a a reestablishing of what repentance actually means and looks like, because I think it gets, like I was saying, I think it gets watered down in the church mm-hmm. of what repentance really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it like, gets, what are you repenting from? If you don't know that, you can't yeah. you can't repent. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think most people define that, but uh, you know, well, I'm repenting from bad stuff. Yeah. What does that mean? Right. So, but that's a good a, a good point for sure. So and then uh, it breaks down you know uh, a lot of times you see this as matzah Mm -hmm. uh, but i saw the spelling of it too do you know how you would say that
1: Mm,
0: i would just say metzut yeah i guess and so the paleo breaks down into a hidden place where the seed is planted the heart Uh, there's regeneration resurrection righteousness the ideal model the pure specimen prime sample the man who mends or connects joints together, the bringer of or conveyor of, his signet, a sworn oath, um, he will com- complete what he's determined.
1: Yeah. So this is kind of where that previous slide comes from. Is looking at the paleo and seeing that um, it has a a connection to uh, the gospel story. With mm-hmm. the, you know, he's he's made a promise and he will. You will
0: complete it. Yep. And so, in first fruits, we basically are offering our lives as an offering under the blood of Yeshua. And the family of the house opens their hand and gives the best and first. So, anything else you wanted to say about that? Oh, yeah. Why is that so complicated? I don't know.
1: So, um, just that um, for first fruits, right? This is, Mm -hmm. you know, Yeshua is the first fruit. Um, This is signifying his resurrection, you know, raised on first fruits. And uh, um, without that, without that, all of this means nothing Mm -hmm. if, because our whole, this whole quote unquote religion is based on the premise that Yeshua died and was raised again on the third day. If that doesn't happen, there's no sense in even talking about this and no sense of us even being here Mm -hmm. because that's the basis of, of our belief system is that that happened. And so, it's it's hard to say there's a a most important feast because they're all the most important. right? But I think that's a strong argument for this being the most important feast.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. And people probably don't uh, think about it like that very often or talk about it. Yeah. We we get a lot of emphasis on Passover and Sukkot probably. Mm Mm-hmm so and probably because there's food you know that you <laughs> it, like. yeah
1: yeah it appeals to our fleshly desires uh-huh.
0: yeah definitely and so we like to remember that so um but yeah just so much symbolism of even how in the first fruits it, tradition tells us that the priest would come out and literally stand up and hold up sheaves which you know represents the, the resurrected savior you know, um, and and I think there's so much there to even our own lives are supposed to reflect this regeneration, this rebirth, and and we're supposed to be giving ourselves as a living sacrifice to Him. And, and it kind of follows progression, so I think you can easily take these feasts and talk about your role in all of these and your progression and your faith in the process. Even. Yeah. Of dying to yourself and being cleansed and purified, and then offering yourself as a pleasing sacrifice. Yeah. So there's a lot there to unwrap. Yeah, I think that's a good point too.
1: That the there's so many ways to look at these feasts. It's.
0: Um, what am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> All right, you keep going. I'll figure this out.
1: You don't have to do that, just What? Bam. Bam.
0: Oh. Bam. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Technical hmm. difficulties. Yeah, sorry, we're jumping around. But
1: uh, um, a rabbit ran through the studio. Yes. But uh, just that... They're unclean that, by the way. The way... Well, we didn't eat him. Yeah, We'd pet or him. touch him. We pet him on the way by. No. He wasn't dead. More no. <laughs> <laughs> well, rabbits, they're just everywhere. <laughs> but we uh so yeah the feasts show the gospel right they show the uh yeshua's story all throughout and they show uh they can show your story right you start exactly with welcoming yeah. you know uh accepting yeshua accepting uh yahweh's ways and then uh you know it carries on to
0: eventually you're dwelling in the house with him you know in it, sukkot so that that's really good what you just said. T H, but I'm sorry, another rabbit child. There's misspelled here. So, oh, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> so, but but such a good thing that you just said there um, about learning to tell this is your story. That that is very important, and I think that's something we miss is understanding that concept that not only these people that we talk about these people these these people in this story there are people they are us they are our grand you know there are there are relatives that have come before us in our faith and um and it's also our story and 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 so we know this is all cyclical and it happened before and it's happening to us and we're in the process of this and um, but but I think as we think about how to talk about the feast to others, telling it as your story of conversion and faith, I think you could do that. Yeah. Because that you might, kind of follow these steps. Yeah, that might be a way
1: of uh, sharing your testimony with someone. Mm-hmm. It's just go through the feast and see how that
0: applies to your walk. Mm-hmm. Because you're in essence saved by the blood not because of really anything you did other than accepting and a little bit of obedience. And then as you learn and you're saved by the blood, you study and realize, okay, there's a bunch of leaven in my life. I've got to purge this and I've got to clean myself and get myself pure. And then I offer myself as a living sacrifice. And and then when you do that, um, it gets more real. And he comes to you and he he speaks to you in essence and um and you start listening to him as he uh, you have this mountaintop moment and uh, he comes down in clouds and fire and you're hearing him you're hearing the shofar shofar and you're receiving the word yeah and you're calling out to him yeah yeah and you receive the word and then as you develop in your faith you then become confident in this faith and but you know we're kind of midpoint through this process and once you're confident in your faith then you proclaim he's king and he's coming back and and you want to be found worthy and then i think too at that
1: point you're you start seeing more things to refine yourself it's it's like um i i've heard that uh uh so well, why keep Day of Atonement? Because, you know, he was our atonement and that's done. And it's like, why do I keep, every year start, you know, try bringing up all these sins that I've already been forgiven of. And it's like, well, because that's how you refine is to look at what you've come out of. And so uh, on your personal journey, Day of Atonement to me kind of looks like um it's it's a judgment day yeah and absolutely. it's a it's a i'm being judged for the sins i've committed so that that i know what i'm being washed clean from kind of it's that kind of mm-hmm. a, so it, so i see that tie in with day of Atonements too in your walk and then you know a celebration you know the of the fact that you know you can you have hope and that Mm -hmm. you have we do have um something to hold fast to Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and if you're found worthy at this day of atonement because you've taken all these steps before you know you you kind of have to start at the beginning and and once you're found worthy then you can dwell in the house and dwell in the tent forever which is pretty awesome yeah, and that you know um th- there's a lot of things there so um i think it's pretty easy to tell the gospel story through there so we kind of got off the track but i think it was important to say that um but um anything else about first fruits Nope, i think we can move on and then shavuot we meet with the father and listen to his voice so and this kind of even goes back to an appointed time, and that's all of these are supposed to be times where we meet with him where he has basically opened up Microsoft Outlook uh, for those of us that live in a business world and have, and he's uh, invited us to this standing meeting uh, that we're supposed to go to. Many of us have had standing meetings. We know like every Monday or every Tuesday you may have some meeting that you have to take and meet every time. And he's done that with us and invited us to. He shared his calendar, and um, we just have to show up yeah, because he's going to be there. So, um, and then at Shavuot, um, you see some patterns. What are the patterns here? So, yeah, it's,
1: there's a lot of giving at Shavuot.
0: Uh, also, we're to give
1: at Shavuot, right? Um, so the commandments are given. A king is given. Holy Spirit's poured out. Um, so all these things are given. I mean, I think the f- the first and last one are, are pretty standard. People usually go to those ones. But if you go to First Samuel, you'll see w- at the wheat harvest. I think it's chapter eighteen. You'll see a king is given. Uh, that's the first time they're given a king, and I think that foreshadows uh, Yeshua. Um, of course, um, they were they were given an unrighteous king, but. It was was, the idea was that Yeshua was their king. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it should have been. And um, they wanted an earthly king. Right. Um, And then trumpets, we announce and proclaim the king. Huzzah. And so when you break it down, you get uh, yam, which means a day. And so how does this break down? Um, Well, you got the arm,
1: the closed hand. So that's throw, worship, work, or deed. So you're, you're, you know, what you're doing daily kind of situation. Uh, Add secure hook. Nail peg, that's the tent peg, the vav. And then water, the mem, is uh, chaos,
0: mighty, or blood. Once again, the blood. Yeah. So, yom terura. And so, means alarm, signal, sound of tempest, shout, or blast of war, alarm, or joy. And so, what does all this say?
1: Uh, well, uh, you got your covenant sign, your signature, your monument, if you will. Um, the head is like, uh, it, it's also Prince, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Kent Peg again, and then the eye to see, experience, watch, know. And that's, has almond uh, tie in there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the man with the raised arms. It's a, uh, so it's this, uh, sounding of an alarm, you know, you see this guy at the front, he's like, hey, Mm -hmm. look, prince is coming. Yeah. Situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, you know, that's reading it backwards, but that works too. Yeah. So, which shouldn't surprise us that it could work in more than one way. All right. And so then atonement, we are found innocent by the blood of Yeshua at the time of wrath. and Yom Kapur, So, in Yom Kippur, will not you explain what uh, what we see here? And it kind of made us we need to go back. Uh, I, I would ask you to refer to another uh, presentation that we did on the mercy seat, because I believe these concepts are very connected.
1: Yeah, it's a very similar
0: word. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so you got your yod, which, is, which we discussed the the hand there, uh, worship, work, or deed. That's funny how this has like deeds associated with it, or work. Uh, vav, which is the, the peg, the um, the tent peg situation. Um, mem, the water situation. Kaf is uh, bend, palm of hand, open or allow. Uh, pay is the mouth again. And again, uh, raise his head, or the person, like uh, the prince situation. So,
0: and, uh, and the other one that we did about the mercy seat, you kind of see this connection of the prince, the mouth of the prince is silent. And so there's a little bit of, of that kind of concept that you see here. And so you'd have to kind of research that a little bit more to probably see what we're saying there, but... Yeah,
1: I think in in the uh, um, in that case, the mouth being silent—that's a—he uh, uh, does not impart. He does not impart our sin to the father, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the idea. It that, covers it, right? Um, and here, it's kind of so you have the the one who did the works that and was nailed to the stake, um, brings this chaos and blood, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the prince
0: uh,
1: on this day of judgment kind of Mm -hmm. situation. Yeah, it's good.
0: In Sukkot, we are found worthy by the blood of Yeshua to dwell in the house or his house. We're not turned away from the wedding feast. Any other thoughts about the wedding feast there or Sukkot?
1: Um, Just that uh, uh, a lot of people look at what we're doing and would say that, and no matter how many times you say it, you know, they think that you're discussing salvation by keeping commands. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but we're saying here that we're worthy not by our works, but by the blood of Yeshua. That's what that's what makes us worthy. Mm-hmm. Our acceptance of the blood of Yeshua. Our works, you know, keeping Torah is how we feel the, the scriptures. Yahweh is telling us to show that we've trusted in Yeshua.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. And then Sukkot can be broken down like this, where you have um, the hand, the staff support prop, um, the uh, the tent peg, the secure, the hook, the nail, uh, the the calf. Uh, the open palm to bend, to open, to allow, the uh, tent peg again, um and the mark, the sign, the covenant signature monument. Any, what else would you say there?
1: Well, obviously Sukkot is going to have two tent pegs in the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of, yes. <laughs> instead
0: of just one like yes. this other silly feast. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Always a good idea to have two tent pegs yeah. at least, maybe yeah. four Yeah. or more.
1: I guess it depends on what kind of tent you
0: are build. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so Sukkot is a joyous festival. In fact, we're commanded to be joyful, to remember our dependence on the Father, to protect and to provide, which almost comes back full circle, very similar to what you see in Passover, where you're, the Father protected and provided for His children. Right. And so, you know, this is another breakdown of the same thing that uh, we just talked about. Yeah, just maybe that's a little easier for people to see. Who knows? And you can see I did get this from someone else here. And so, once again, the Passover, the seven, the the, this, the gospel story of the feast is told in the Passover feast of unleavened bread, first fruits, shavuot, trumpets, and atonement and Sukkot. And so, I'll go back um, because I am not very good here. So I should have made another slide there, but I didn't. But once again, start learning how to tell the story, the gospel story of the feast in your own life. Um, so that you can relate uh, what's happening in the progression and um, what these feasts mean to you and that it's not just these Jewish feasts, feasts but this is uh, the, the Father's feast that he's asked us to take part in. And they tell a gospel salvation story for all of ma- mankind. You can also say slash wedding love story for right. all mankind. Yeah, we got to
1: remember it's a a, this stuff did happen, it is happening, and it will happen. So it's it's cyclical. Yeah, and so
0: it applies. You know, it still applies. Yeah. So, anything else? Any other last words about this? Um,
1: Nope. I Uh think uh, I think we covered some. Ground there Hopefully that's helpful to people
0: Mm -hmm. Well we do appreciate you uh, Taking a minute to check out Sabbath Lounge and as always we aren't Proclaiming to be subject matter Experts we're just a couple of dudes That uh, Like like to to read our bible Like like to study the word and uh, Have some questions just like you do And um, and, you know if you we, We appreciate any comment Or question or Um, anything like that that you that you might have or a topic you would like to see us do we'd appreciate the feedback so um, but we do certainly appreciate the fact that you're here that you joined us and uh, that you uh, took a minute to listen to us and um, I think that's about all we have we appreciate you stopping by and listening this is Matt Sam bye out